On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And Sally Lucas, it's the first program back for the year. And, well, we've had lots of thoughts about families with Christmas and fun with New Year and the beach Mm. with summer. And now it's time to think travel again. It is. And everyone comes out of the woodwork. I was amazed. You know, you come back to work and I only had a week off, you know, or 10 days and took in a bit of the tennis in Melbourne, which was lovely. And up at our little place at Hawks Nest, which was also lovely. And everyone just gets Christmas and New Year out of the road. And I've been bombarded almost you know I'm thinking I haven't got enough hours in my day to look after all these people but I mean I will but you know what I'm saying like it's just amazing how this happens every sort of late January into February school goes back people suddenly the year has started started. and thoughts go ahead they do and I just thought today we talk about how big or large if you like the world has become again for us who travel or we who travel we always say now I guess a lot of us oh the world's such a small place you can be anywhere within 24 hours which is true But the other side to that is that a lot of these countries are expanding their own tourist industry. So we now have areas to visit that were never open for us to visit before. So therefore, you can't come into our office anymore or anyone's office and say, I've been everywhere, because you haven't. (laughs) There's just no way. I mean, I've even been amazed. I've been looking through some of these um, adventure-based companies who offer, you know, holidays with activity and so on. And I just was amazed at some of the itineraries that are on offer out there now into areas of the world that even I was not familiar with. You know what I mean? So it's, it's amazing. So I just thought we'd talk about some of these new areas that have opened up to tourism. So where do I start? Yeah. Um, I might start, if you like, in Europe. And we all know the basics of Europe and, you know, the usual parts of Europe. But some of the things they're doing, just to give you an idea now, is they do a trek doing uh, the hidden trails of Sardinia. So, you know, again, we're talking about something really different, doing mountain and coastal hikes. But you're still staying in hotels. Like, it's, we're not talking about camping. This is outdoor-based, activity-based, cultural history, discovery, um, getting yourself out active ambling, walking, whatever you want to call it, instead of just sitting in a bus all day. Um, So you're really out there being part of the community and part of the country. And another nice thing a lot of these adventure-based companies are doing now, they're giving back to these communities. And most of them do this now. They have community-based projects, which you can become involved in if you wish, or you know that some of the money is going back into these poorer areas to help, whether it's build a school or give them something. Give something back because they've given us their country and their tourism, and this is a nice way of giving back. So when you travel with one of these companies, it's just nice to know that you're still helping someone else as well. So, yeah, and again, talking Europe, there's um, a Chianti Classico, which is based in a historic um, Tuscan villa. So, I mean, that's really, I guess, a little bit more, you're not trekking on a day-by-day basis as in ongoing. You're based in one place, but you're foraging out each day and you're just staying in that one villa. So for someone who wants a more relaxed style of an adventure holiday, you're still out there hiking every day, but you've got that nice little villa to come home to every afternoon or every evening, and that's a nice way of doing it. And from the sounds of it, it sounds as though there might be a bit of wine tasting involved. I would imagine there'd have to be. Wouldn't that be compulsory? It's such a wine area. (laughs) It is. And just to go from one extreme to the other, there's a trans-Iceland winter expedition now that you can do. I mean, this is just amazing. You go on this super Jeep snow adventure and you're staying in hotels, guest houses and and one night in a mountain hut. But, you know, you wouldn't have thought these sort of things would have been available once upon a time. And now they are. That's what I'm trying to say, you know. Um, Also, in the Crimea and, and Ukraine areas, there are now 
you know, train and areas and going up into the mountains and just looking at some of the beautiful photos of these villas and castles perched on cliffs overlooking the sea and just wonderful. There's a Siberian winter adventure as well uh, where you have journey on and around a frozen lake and stay in log cabins and, you know, this is just some of the things, and I mean, I'm just looking and flicking here. Croatia is another area that's it's really opening up to tourism. Even Albania, you know. So these are areas that once before was almost, it was very difficult to get into and their doors really weren't always open widely to tourism. And in the Middle East, like you can do Bedouin trails. Um, oh, this is interesting as well. In Turkey, there's a trek doing Ararat and Kakar. Um where else can I go? I'm just trying to take you a bit of everywhere here, aren't I? Um, let me think. Well, yes, even in... Um, there's a trek here that's going into the Libyan Sahara as well. Do you use camels for that? That one, let me see. Desert camping, it says it does it. Um, do, 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 do. I'm not sure. It doesn't actually say on that one. There could be the odd There'd be the opportunity, involved. I'm sure, but I don't think you actually are doing it you know, on camelback, but it would be an optional to do it as something. And the other areas that are opening up, like in India, there's parts of India that have been actually closed to tourism that are opening their doors now. So we've just got so much that we can just pass on to people about these wonderful new destinations and new ways of travelling. We're talking travel, and this is 2NURFM 103.7, our first talking travel for the year of 2007, and we're doing a bit of activity in this uh, in this segment, aren't we, Sally Lucas? I think we'll be worn out by the time we finish, Jane. We're going to have trekked over most of the world and most of the continents, I think, but, I mean, what a way to go. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> and you were asking about camels earlier, and, yes, mm. there is one. There's probably more than one, but I just happened to have found one in Tunisia. It does ancient Carthage and a camel safari which I think would be fantastic. So you go into, you do the Mediterranean side of Tunisia, but then you apparently you go into this wonderful area of, um, into the desert and lesser known parts of Tunisia. And um, there's a real contrast there between, there's lots of archaeological sites and towns that are rich in culture. So some of this is on foot, some is by camel. So there you are. There are camel safaris available. And it sounds as though it would be at a good pace so it, that you get a yes. really good chance yes, absolutely. to see lots of things. And when I was a kid, I can always remember, we always talk about, oh, you know, where are you going to? Oh, Timbuktu. And I always to think that was a fictitious place until I got into the travel industry, you know. I never thought Timbuktu was real, but of course it is. And so here again, there is a trip even now going into Mali, um, which was once West Africa's greatest merchant empire and at, 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 as well. And so you're going to wonderful things in there with a safari, a five-day foot safari that goes into these, again, unknown uh, areas and trails around Timbuktu. So look, there you go. So you've even got Timbuktu in here. Timbuktu. We've got the... We've got the lot. <laughs> and I did mention, too, there is another new program to an area of India, as I said, that's only just opened up. It's one of the northern eastern, northeastern states, uh, which is the, they say is one of India's best-kept secrets, and it's been off-limits to outside visitors for, for years, apparently. Um, so this is a brand-new tour, and it's going into an area called Assam. And I know there's Assam tea, isn't there? There is indeed. That yes. must be where it comes from. Yes. And Nagaland, which I'd never heard of. You know, this is what I'm saying about opening up your mind to these new places that, you know, I, I knew lots of parts of India, but that was a part I hadn't heard of. And apparently it's, they're, they're very different even in look. 
um, the people from this area because I guess you're getting up closer to, you know, um, Nepal and so on. So you've got this different blend of people who don't look as we might think a typically an Indian person looks. And they've got different cultures and different rituals and there's ancient monasteries and it's all jungle-clad and very fertile and rich in wildlife. So these are the places that if you're really looking for something different, it's there. You know, if you want it, it's there. So that's what we're trying to, I guess, pass on to everyone today, that there's there's something out there for everybody. What about on the other side of, uh, of well, the world? Yeah, let's, let's just move across. We'll, 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 we'll pretend we've traversed the Karakoram Highway through Pakistan and we've trekked our way across Asia and, um, and there's lots you can do there. As I said, there's too much for me to say today, but like parts of Laos and Cambodia too have got new trips and are opening up. So you can just about think of anywhere these days and there's something new and exciting happening. Um, even within the Americas, you know, as well, uh, in Canada, they're opening up different areas there. Costa Rica, which they say is one of the most beautiful areas with its beaches, jungles, wildlife in Central America. And so there's wonderful things you can do there, which include horse riding, whitewater rafting. You know, that's a little bit for the really more active, if you like, when you're looking at that one. And there's another new tour that's going from the, uh, they say, from the Pacific to the Caribbean. So that's quite an interesting one as well. You start in, in Panama and you're going all through the Miraflores area and really fantastic. And you, you go where the Indians were, the Embera Indians, and quite an interesting trip all through that Panama area down to the Caribbean. Of course, Cuba, we all know, and Cuba is still being um, discovered by people and realising what a wonderful destination it is to visit. Um, South America, as we've said, I mean, we all know about Machu Picchu and the Trail of the Incas, but there are actually new trails opening up there now because, like, I guess, with Everest and so on, a lot of these areas, the tracks get over-trekked, if you like, and it becomes a bit of a concern, and they do limit how many permits are issued now to do the Inca Trail. So you've got to book really early if you want to do the Inca Trail because they only are issuing so many per year and that is that. That's a cut-off and once they've issued them, that's it. But there's another area called the Lara's Trek now which apparently is supposed to be just as interesting. I mean, you can still include Machu Picchu. You might want to do that even as a side trip from Cusco, but do the Lara's Trek. And again, you're still seeing um, wonderful ruins. It's still rich in all that people want to see with South America and apparently wonderful sightseeing as well. And again, it includes um, some whitewater rafting and all sorts of active things. And this is still in this sacred valley in Peru. So, I mean, heaps to do. Uh, There's a new trip that goes all the way from uh, Rio through to Lima, you know, overland. Um, Over the mountains. Yeah, it it's, it's, you know, Torres del Pine, of course, is wonderful, Patagonia, right down as far as the Antarctic, of course. Um, rail journeys, you know, they, they've even got rail journeys doing different things now. And, of course, I guess the new one that everyone was excited about was the new railroad that has opened up between China and Tibet. So you've got this very incredible... High, very high railroad in some places that they had to build, which is quite an engineering feat. So you've got that wonderful rail journey you can do across to Lahasa. So really, the world is your oyster, and there is just so much out there to see and do. Um, and just briefly to Jane, I mentioned that cruising in Europe has become exceptionally popular, and I'm talking river cruising I sh- here, should I say, and I don't just mean the larger river boats, but the barges, the self-skippered ones you can get. How lovely. And even in, they're doing one now even in Holland, calling it the tulip cruise in tulip time, cruising through Holland, or in Scotland as well. So we've got all these areas opening up so that we can explore these countries in a different way. And the way it was done back, way back, that's how people got around. They used the water and rivers to get there weren't roads so it's it's a way of discovering life as it once was lived and i think it's a wonderful way of doing it thank you sally lucas thank you jane and we've been talking travel 
Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. Back next Friday after the one o'clock news here on 2NURFM 103.7.